Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joe What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and I'm joined by Kevin and Will. And today we got a great episode for you guys because in case you missed it, last night Miami went into whatever they call it, the MSG South or whatever, and they took game four in what was really a fun game to watch from the beginning all the way to the very end. Miami is now up three games to one. And I never thought I would have said this sentence a month ago, but here we are. The Miami Heat is one win away from going to the conference finals, y'all. We went from debates about should the Heat go and get the draft pick? Should they go for the lottery pick? We went from having convos of that to, you know, who should we protect? Potentially in finals, Boston or Philly. And we won't get into that type of stuff because I don't want to jinx it by trying to assume that we're already going to be there, even if it is the Knicks that we got to play. But, man, it feels so good right now. I'm just so happy we got this win. It was a good game overall. Jimmy had a great game like usual. Bam had a pretty good game too. And it was cool because he did it with that sleeve. And it makes me think that all he needs is that sleeve to really do his thing. So I hope he pulls that up in game five. But all of that aside, man, I'm so happy. I never thought this would have happened a few weeks ago, but here we are, and I'm feeling great. And I just want to know, like, how do you guys feel? We'll start off with you, Kev. Man, we handle business. Um, job still isn't finished. We still got one more game, as you mentioned. I do believe we will close out at MSG for game five and get them out of here with the gentleman's sweep. But another just complete team effort, man. Um, we honestly haven't even been shooting the ball as crazy like that like we've been okay when it comes to just shooting but we've been winning in pretty much every other department including i mean even shooting because our defense has been so great but like rebounding we were plus nine you know we had more assists we were plus seven and we just been doing our thing we had less turnovers and complete team effort man that's that's how you get the job done kyle lowry has been huge i believe he outscored their bench last night by himself single-handedly and I can't echo it enough, but he needs his flowers just because of the way he's been playing. A lot of Heat fans have been trashing him and saying he wasn't this and wasn't that, but he's come out and set the tone. He's got Cody Zeller looking good, even though Cody Zeller didn't look good in this last game, but he did make some plays of Kyle Lowry. And, you know, just shout out to Kyle Lowry, man. But, I mean, obviously Jimmy did his thing. We know what's going to, we know what that is. Got to give a huge credit to Bam, too, man. When Bam is playing like that, it changes everything. It just makes the team flow so much better. And it's not even that he needs to be more aggressive. It's just that when he makes his moves, he has to be confident. He doesn't have to think about it because once he thinks about it, he kind of messes himself up mentally. But when he just gets the ball and just goes with full confidence, he's damn near unstoppable. So I was proud to see that. And he pretty much just made Mitchell Robinson look like he didn't even exist in just the Knicks front court as a whole, especially while clamping Julius Randle on the other end. So major shout out to Bam, but Again, man, this is what it takes, and I'm at a point now where I've been said on the last one, we should beat these guys in five. It was no reason for us to lose another game, and, you know, tomorrow's going to be a big one, but shout out to the Heat. They did what they were supposed to do. 
I agree. And I just got to come out and say it. Like, it's nice to see everyone do their part, especially those we got coming off of the bench. Because I think what made the season so tough from the beginning was the fact that we went from having one of the best benches last season to having one of the worst ones this season when you look at how we performed in the regular season. And, you know, one of the main reasons for that was the fact that we lost one of our best bench scorers from last year and Tyler Hero the second we put him in the starting lineup. And Caleb Martin was also pivotal coming off of the bench for us, but we had to put him in that starting power forward role because PJ left and it put us in a tough situation, you know? And even though Tyler isn't even playing for us right now, we got Caleb Martin coming off of the bench now that we got Kevin Love, you know, and we got, like, we got so much guys stepping up right now and it's crazy to see. And I don't know, maybe they're doing it because they trying to get a bag. Like, I do not care. But if they can keep this up to the point where we can actually maybe win a championship this year, by all means necessary. Like, do what you got to do. Like, I will literally have zero problems whatsoever in giving anyone a Duncan Robinson-like contract if it means we get Jimmy Butler a ring. I might regret saying this by the time the season ends, but if we can actually get Jimmy Butler a ring by having everyone play out of their minds, I'm all for it. So that's just me. Um Will, how about you, though? Nah, I feel real good. Um, there's a few really exciting things that, that I've seen in the series. One of them is um, we've been able to take punches and then just keep coming forward. Like, I feel like early in the season, if we took a punch, we just get down on ourselves and stop playing. But the Knicks came back within, I think, two in the fourth quarter, the third quarter, and we just kept playing hard and kept extending the league. So that's one exciting thing. Um the Kyle out we were hoping to see since the past the past since the time he got here, he's he's showed up. I feel like we're getting Toronto Lowry this these past two series. And Kevin Love's been playing out of his mind too. He's not um Minnesota Kevin Love, but he's he's boxing out, he's rebounding, he's giving Bam and everybody else good looks and he's shooting the ball. And that's all we ask of him. So I think it's over tomorrow if we keep playing like this. Right. And like I said before, as long as our other guys are showing up, that's what's going to be important for the Heat. Because, you know, I think one thing that kind of hurt Miami last year was the fact that specifically in the playoff run we had was that we never knew who was going to be that other guy to step up aside from Jimmy, you know. And I think that kind of sucks because, like, you know, one thing I said on the pod a few months ago is that if you look at other teams like a Boston, you know, like, which main guys are going to step up for them. But, like, for Miami, on the other hand, you never knew who would, And aside from Jimmy. And even though it, it was tough last year, you look at the situation we got this season, and we've been seeing so much guys step up. And some guys might have some off games. Like, Duncan has had a couple good games, but he's also struggled a bit. I think at one point yesterday, he was, like, one of eight from three. So obviously those games happen but then when he acts like it's his birthday he goes off like crazy so there's that max Bruce was also having a really good game like I, I i see some knicks fans on my tl and one thing they was going crazy about was the fact that max Bruce was shooting like he was ray allen and then you got caleb martin who was also knocking down his shots so it's fun to see it especially because you know i i, I don't know if i mentioned this on the last pod but you know, I caught some heat from Knicks fans because I said Caleb Martin was better than Quentin Grimes. But, 
you know, I'm starting to be really proud of that decision. And I'm glad that it shows that I know my hoops because I got to go through so much hell from Knicks fans just for saying that. <laughs> but all of that aside, like, you guys hit it on the nose. Like, just seeing everybody go out there and do their thing, that's what you want for the squad. And hopefully we keep it up as the playoffs go on because, you know, even if we beat New York, like, the road is only going to get tougher when you look at the potential opponents we'd have left to face. So great win overall, and let's just close it out come tomorrow. But all of that aside, I just want to know, is there anything that you guys want to add? Like, Kev, how about you? No, I'm good. I mean, like I said, the team held it down. That's what you expect them to do, and let's go get it done tomorrow. Right. And, Will, you got anything you want to add yourself? No. Bet, bet, bet. So let's see. Moving on, you know, I'm looking at this game, and I just want to quickly ask you guys, because it seems like something interesting has been going on. And, you know, and, like, I don't want to, like, have this tie into what we were talking about last pod, but it seems like a very fascinating convo, especially from what I was seeing today. So I got to know, how bad do you guys think the weather is affecting the Knicks right now? I mean, this 80-degree weather, I think Knicks are in a terrible disadvantage right now. So I kind of feel bad for them. Like, what's y'all's take on this unfair advantage that the Heat have over these Knicks players? Uh, we'll start off with you, Will. I told you earlier, I've been watching basketball for, for maybe 13, 14 years. I've never heard anything dumber than that. Uh, and and just the fact that there's reporters doubling down on it, it it's like we're – it act like we're playing football and we're outside that that the heat would the actual heat would play a factor on people playing basketball indoors it, it's it's mind boggling to be honest <laughs> tell me about it because come on and i and i know we talked about the media a lot the last episode but i do want to laugh about this a bit like how about you, Kev? Like, do you think the weather is affecting the Knicks right now? And how do you feel about this terrible disadvantage we have on this terrible disadvantage they have on their side? Man, speaking for myself, I promise y'all in the middle of the spring, I'd much rather be in Miami, Florida than Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because that would have been the other option for the Knicks had they obviously had the Bucks beat us. But of course, that didn't happen. But I'd rather be in Miami over Milwaukee any day of the week. So I don't know what people are talking about. Um, this is foolish. I don't know why people are bringing it up. Like, it's not, it's, they, I don't even know why we address this. I know you say you want to laugh, but it's just like, are we serious right now? This is basketball. It's the playoff time. This is what dudes play for. This is what the regular season is built upon. This is where the greats step up and rise to the occasion. It's no excuses. And I'm telling y'all right now, out of any of the Eastern Conference teams left, let's call a spade a spade. You probably more than likely want to be in Miami of all four of those cities between Miami, New York, Milwaukee, or excuse me, Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston. So let's be real here. Right. And like I literally said this on the last pod, like you're talking about a city where people literally have their own houses here. Like we always hear, especially when guys are like free agents or they request a trade and people mention Miami as a possible destination. They always refer to the fact that 
you know, they have a house here in Miami, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that they even want to play here, I mean, that alone, I mean, obviously it's the fact that maybe the team is good and the fact that we have great culture and stuff, but you know they're coming to Miami because the destination is great. Because if Heat culture was up in some other random city, like, I don't know, Cleveland, you think they're still going to pull up? Because nobody's still coming up to Cleveland, even if they got a good culture or whatever. And that's just the simple fact about it. So I just wanted to quickly laugh about that because I thought it was so funny that they hop on. I saw, and I saw this on Twitter because, like I said, I never try to sit here and watch these other um, sports shows and stuff because they just be talking out there, you know what? So I just wanted to take that time to laugh about it. But aside from that, like, going back to this team, man, I'm just so happy, though. Like, you see how far this team has come, and you see how everything has been going. And it's just been such a great thing to see. And one thing I want to – you know what? I I'm, I won't mention this just yet because like, – first, um, but we look at this team right now. I just want to know, like – What's been the one main impressive thing for you guys throughout this playoff run for the Heat? Because I feel like so many things have went right for us that I feel like nobody was expecting would. Whether if it's Kyle playing out of his mind, you know, like Will, you mentioned the fact that it looks like we're getting Toronto, Kyle. And you also mentioned the fact that he outscored the um, the Knicks bench yesterday, which is insane to think about. And, you know, we also look at the other guys that are stepping up, too, whether if it is a Caleb Martin, a Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, who's had moments here and there. Like, there's so many things that has went well for the Heat that I don't think nobody expected would even work out because I feel like we were all going into the playoffs with such low expectations because, like I said, a lot of things would have had to work out in order for Miami to make it this far. And that's exactly what's happening. And if you were to tell people that we were going to do this without a Tyler Hero, without a um, Victor Oladipo, without both of those guys together, I don't think people would have believed you. So I just want to know, like, what's the main thing that you just want to give your flowers to, whether if it's a player or just a certain thing in general? Because I feel like so many people, so many things deserve praise because the fact that we're even here, the fact that we're here in the middle of May and we're shooting a whole pod still talking about this squad, despite everything that happened in the past, it's just such an amazing thing. And I just don't want to, what's what I'm looking for, take all of this for granted because, like, we're really here, man. Like, it's so hard to really believe that after every, after every L, after every disappointment this year, like, it's hard to believe it. So I just want to know, like, What's one thing that you want to give your props to regarding Miami and how far they've made it so far? How far they've made it? Like, I ho- hopefully that made sense. I'm going to start off with you, Will. Like, is there anything specifically you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, I talked about him earlier, um, but I'll talk about him again. Kevin Love, not just on the court, but you can see, like, before he was here, there weren't really people cheering on the bench after a good play. It looked like the team didn't really like each other. But since he got here, he's been that guy that's brought the energy on the bench, hyping people up, clapping them up when they come back to the huddle. And you see, like, people like Jimmy and him having fun on the bench, him and Bam laughing, stuff like that. So I feel like it brought more joy to the to the team after we after we signed him. So shout-out to Kevin Love. 
Right. And I, I feel like that's something important to bring up because one thing I mentioned, I forgot which part it was, but during this during the playoffs, I mentioned how, you know, it seemed like the team looked disconnected because that I feel I know a lot of people have brought it up here and there. It just seems like everyone was trying to go for their own thing, whether if it's wanting a spot in the starting lineup or, you know, getting more minutes or whatever. And it seemed like everyone was going for something of their own that nobody seemed connected with each other. And it seemed like not that the locker room was a mess, but it didn't seem like a family. You know what I mean? Because you look at last year's team or the 2020 team, what made teams like that so special was the fact that they had chemistry and it, it, they had this type of chemistry that made you want to love the team because they seemed so well bonded and loved competing with each other. And when this year came, you didn't really feel that at first. There was times where it seemed like some players were frustrated with each other. You know, certain quotes would come out from the media and it would lead to the point where you would look at it and be like, oh, was this guy taking a shot at that guy? And we never knew. But seeing guys like Kevin Love and others just having a good time and just simply, you know, enjoying each other's presence, it's such a great thing to see because it shows that even though it might have not been the best season. We're at a point where not only are we succeeding, but we're all enjoying each other's success too. And that's something that you always want to see with your team. And that's something that we saw from last year's squad and that 2020 squad. So to see that live on with this team as well, despite all the um, trials and tribulations they've been through, it's just such a great thing to see. So I 100% agree with you, Will. And Kev, how about you? Yeah, man, my my thing, it's probably two things. I think it's what Will hit on earlier to start the show, how everybody's just super mentally tough. Like, any run that they go through, whether they're up 10 or they're down 10, they just never flinch. And even going back to the Milwaukee series, remember Milwaukee was up, what, like double digits both in the last two games, and we managed to come back and just make it look like it was nothing. And, of course, you know, that game five in Milwaukee was different because Gabe hit that big shot. But, man, they just – they don't flinch whatsoever. They feel like they're in every game. They feel like they can win every single game. They never get too high, too low. They're always just even killed like Spo is for the most part. And you got to give them a lot of credit for that. And then the second thing I'll say is that outside of Gabe Vincent, everybody else has really maximized their role and, honest, and done a great job in the role. And I don't want to exclude Gabe from that. I'm just saying Gabe has to take it to another level with the losses of Tyler Hero and Oladipo. So Gabe kind of has to alter his game a little bit because we need that scoring production from him. But everybody else, like, is doing their thing. You know, again, you mentioned Caleb Martin. I was a big fan of us signing Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. They've both been pretty solid. You know, Cody Zeller does little little things here and there that we just need and haven't had. Kyle Lowry, as I mentioned, big, big time. Max Struess. Him finding his confidence and coming back and just knocking down shots again does a lot for our offense, man. And just the gravity that he's able to roam around with, the way that he's been cutting. He had a big-time dunk off of Jimmy Assist last night. Like, everybody's just doing what they're supposed to do. Even Duncan, for crying out loud, Duncan Robinson, of all people, who barely played at all this season, he's come in. And even though he was kind of a brick fest last night, just him being out there, like, we've looked solid. And some of our best lineups have been really, really good and with Duncan in them. So, those are probably my two biggest things, man. Right. And I know, Will, you got something you want to add? Yeah, just back to uh, Kev's first point um, about taking their punch and keep coming back stronger. 
Like we saw um, in this series and the last series when the Bucks were um, up towards the end of the quarter and we made a run, you kind of see their heads drop, their morale goes down a little bit, their shoulders start to crouch. And then the same with the Knicks. When they start coming on a run and then we, we go hard and keep the lead, their morale kind of drops and they, they get down on themselves. But when it's us, we just keep fighting. And that's that, that's why I say that culture is real. It's not just a slogan to sell T-shirts and stuff like that. It's, we got to have that dog in you. Right. And just to, like, chime in, because you mentioned a great point, Kev, because I'll never forget. I forgot which post it was from last season, but I'll never forget. And I know this was a quote that came from elsewhere that Jimmy was playing this off of. But still, he captioned one of his tweets, and I think it was after a losing streak we had, um, that tough times don't last, but tough teams do. And that quote fits this Miami Heat team so well. And if there's any quote that, you know, that type of, is there any, if there's any type of um, team, any type of season, that quote should be, um, that quote should be revolved around. It's this season because, you look at, and I know I keep saying this over and over again, but this team has shown so much resilience because every time it seems like everything is going wrong, they give you a little bit of hope. And in the past, it would be like that. They would give you hope, but then something bad would happen and you're back to square one where you don't know what the hell is going to happen with this team. And it, it could get really frustrating here and there, but Miami really found a way and I never thought they would have been able to turn the corner because you look at what happened where the Heat lose against Atlanta in the play-in. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking that we're seeing this team's true colors when the truth is we didn't see it just yet. We saw it in that Chicago game and then we saw it really come to life from that game one, game one against Milwaukee all the way till now. And it's just such an amazing thing to see. So I 100% agree with, with, with what you guys say, Kev. And for me, another thing that I just want to mention, you know, I feel like another person that should get their flowers. And I know we always give it to him and we always recognize him for being that type of guy. And I'm not talking about Jimmy, even though he deserves his flowers too, but Eric Spolstra, man. Like, we talk about Jimmy being on an insane run this playoffs. So has Eric Spolstra because he's out here coaching circles around every um, coach he stepped up against. And I know some people will try to undermine that because he's been up against losers like Mike. Well, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about my Mike Budenholzer because you know what? That man's going through his stuff. So prayers. We know the difference between Spo and Bud, and we know the difference between Spo and Thibs. That man has literally been schooling him since, what, 2011 when we beat them in the conference finals, Chicago. So y'all already know how it is with him. But overall, like, Spo has just been coaching out of his mind, and he's continuing to show why he's one of the best coaches in the league. You know, like the only guy that could really hold a candle to that is Popovich because I know people will put Steve Kerr in the convo and I have nothing against him, but it's always going to be Spo above Kerr no matter what. It's not even any disrespect to Kerr, but it's just to show how good Spo has been. Like, we're so blessed to have a coach like him. And, you know, I know, Kev, you mentioned it on a pod in the past, like, it should be acknowledged that we as Heat fans can be very spoiled because 
we're blessed to have a coach that's so gifted as Spo, but even now and then we will get pissed at him. And you got some fans who will be like, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, he should, you know, get fired or whatever. They'll say all this type of stuff and then he'll come into and he'll be coaching like a madman. And another thing you said, Kev, like you mentioned on that last part, you know, while we're sitting here, you know, talking about the games or whatever, that man is probably in a dark room just coaching, not well, not coaching, but, you know, going through the game footage, coming up with all types of strategies he could possibly come up with to get ready for that next game. And to have a coach like that that's so passionate and knows what he's doing, it's such a great thing. And it's just so nice to know that we never have to be in a situation where we can't trust our coach that we have to feel nervous with whatever decision our coach tries to draw up, whatever plan that our coach will try to draw up on the board. So overall, I do got to give my flowers to Spo. And all of that being said, I feel like we hit on a lot. And now I just want to talk about this hopefully final game of the series in game five at Madison Square Garden. And I'm going to just come out and say it. The Miami Heat need to win. All right. Let's close this series out because let's face it, the idea of Jimmy Butler waving goodbye to the Knicks fans to close the series out at Madison Square Garden, I need it. All right. I need it more than anything. And it would be hilarious the fact that the last time he was at Madison Square Garden, he was flipping all the fans off. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. The man was smiling and waving at the crowd. He did not care that we lost game two. For him to be to do that, and then the next time he goes back there, he's sending the Knicks home. That is such an iconic moment, and I need to live that. So I'm hoping that he could get the job done. I feel like they will because this Knicks team looks mad defeated. Y'all saw that quote from Julius Randle talking about, oh, I guess the Heat just wanted more, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's their star player saying this. And Julius Randle has never been that guy. I feel like a lot of people should know this by now. But even then, to hear your own star players say this, like, it's beyond discouraging. And I feel like Miami should look at that and know that this team, they're obviously going to try to put up a fight, especially on their home court. But low-key, deep down inside, they're ready to go home. Like, they're ready for the final blow so that they can go head off to Cancun. So... I'm hoping Miami can get this job done. And another thing to mention is that the quicker they get this series over with and, you know, as long as they don't play with their food, that that gives them enough time to rest up for whatever team they play next. Because I personally think Sixers and Celtics could go to a game seven. I'm really hoping it does for Miami's sake, especially if the Heat can beat the Knicks tomorrow. I'm really hoping we could get that and that Celtics and Sixers can continue to beat the hell out of each other because to be in a situation where you can get rest and be in a place where you would have to play a Sixers or a Celtics team, that wouldn't be 100%. That's a great advantage to have. So if I'm Miami, don't play with your food, handle business, let Jimmy wave to the crowd and let's go from there. That's how I feel about it. And now I want to pass the mic to you, Kev. Like, what's going to be your expectations for this upcoming game five for Miami? 
We're going to go into MSG, and as you mentioned earlier, you're going to see at the end of the game, Jimmy waving the crowd as they leave and go get whatever type of pizza or chopped cheese that they feel like eating that day. And it's going to be a sad, <laughs> sad and depressing meal, but we're just going to win. I honestly think this will probably be – I said it on the last one, but I honestly think this is going to happen this time that Jimmy's probably going to go for 30, which I think would be the first time he has in this series, I want to say, because I think, well, game when he had 25 – I think game three, he had 28. Game two, he didn't play in. And I think, what, what do you have last night? Like 27, if I'm not mistaken. So I believe so, yeah. Um, so I think he'll go for 30 this one just because he'll probably have to. And I know they've been sending bodies his way, but he's been doing a great job of not just scoring over the double teams, but getting the ball to the open man when he's getting double teams. So we're going to win. Bam's going to hold it down. The Knicks, I think after last night, that was the game that really just put the dagger in their hearts. And now they're just playing – just to play and they didn't really look confident because Jalen Brunson played, I think he played all but like four minutes last night. And sadly, you know, he hurt his ankle again off that Caleb Martin flagrant, which was a flagrant call by the way, but hopefully he's straight, but that is going to be a lingering thing with only one day's of rest. And then, you know, Julius, man, he just, he'll probably have a good game, but I don't think it'll be impactful at all towards helping them get a W. RJ Barrett, I will give him a little bit of credit. He's probably been, their second most consistent player after Jalen Brunson. So I think right now they're just mentally dejected. And tomorrow we're just going to handle business and close them out in a comfortable fashion like we did last year at Philly in game six. Yes, sir. And how about you, Will? Yeah, we – it's not it's not a must win, but I really, really, really want us to win because I don't want to give them any hope. I don't want Stephen A. Smith to wake up the next morning – kind of excited. Maybe they have a chance. I want to see Spike Lee go home sad. I want to get on the Knicks space after the game and hear them cry like they did last night. I need all of that. I need I need Heat in five. Right. And not only that, but that I think the Heat closing the series out in five in Madison Square Garden is a fitting way to do it. I think that's the reason why I wasn't too pissed that we lost game two because, like, I, I you know, we always say Heat in five and it's like, you always have to at least lose one game in order for that to happen. So at this point, if we could just simply go into Madison Square Garden and handle the job, it would be great. Because like we mentioned, you know, you get the fact that Jimmy gets to wave goodbye to the fans at MSG. Some people are now calling it Kaseya of the North, the Kaseya Center of the North. So there's that. But I'm not going to call it that because only losers would have to refer to that, like the Knicks fans. So, yeah. But not only would you get Jimmy waving goodbye to the fans, but also, like I mentioned before, I really want this team to get their rest in because this next series, whether if it's against Boston or Philly, like it's going to be a battle. And I need Miami to get their rest. I know we've had some of our guys, you know, battling through injuries and stuff. And I just need them to get some time to heal up and be ready for this upcoming um what's it called showdown so with that being said miami heat let's get this job done and let's get ready for the conference finals is there anything that either of you guys want to add heat in five the knicks nothing against y'all but y'all just simply aren't on our level it's nothing personal y'all just y'all don't have the championship pedigree that our coach has y'all don't have the mentality that our team has y'all don't have the experience and that's the reason why we're going to end this series in five games and send y'all home for the season. Amen. I couldn't agree anymore. And let's see, Will, is there anything that you want to throw in? Yeah, one more thing. Um, 
that space we did with Big Nick's energy, they're not going to hear this. But um, I remember there was a guy in there saying that in the playoff, as long as you have superstars, it doesn't matter. Because um, well, as long as you have superstars, it doesn't matter what the role players do. Because superstars are going to be superstars. But since he said that, Jimmy hasn't scored over 30 at all this series. And all of our role players are really the reasons we've been winning. So it came back to bottom in the ass. So he in five. I could, you said it right there. You hit it on the nail because I, that space, I remember that space very well, well, mainly because it was just a few days ago. But, you know, people were seeing on there, oh, we're just talking about Jimmy Butler. Oh, we're talking about how he's got to do this and that. But people were sleeping on our guys, and they felt that they had a better bench than us just because they had guys like Emmanuel Quickly and whoever. The thing is, is that we had guys who stepped up and, what what makes it even better is the fact that we didn't need Jimmy to play big minutes for us because I think they were going under the mentality that we would need Jimmy to play like friggin' 40 minutes a game. And even then, we're having him play his usual minutes that he maybe play in the, um, what is it, the regular season. Like, we're not playing him 40 minutes or all that. And yet, we're still giving them the proper beatdown that they deserve. So for them to come out there and try to run with that crap that, oh, we need Jimmy just to survive this and that. Obviously, we're going to count on our star player, you know, our superstar player. He, people might not describe him as a superstar because he might not show up for the 82 games of the regular season. But when it's time for the 16 games, we know he's that guy. But that all aside, Miami showed up and our role players did their thing. And that's been the main thing for this team. And I don't want to repeat what we were saying earlier, but... The fact that our bench is showing up when it seemed like they weren't really too strong in the regular season, you couldn't ask for anything more. So with that all being said, I really hope we get this win. I really want to see Jimmy Butler wave goodbye to Knicks fans. I know I already said that like 50 times on this show, but I had to say it again because I'm literally just going to watch that clip like for the whole night. I'm going to watch that and that's going to be the clip that I fall asleep to because that's going to be looking so iconic and I freaking need it. So with that all being said, is there anything I want to say before we close the show out? RP Knicks, man. Yes, sir. And what about you, Will? Any final words? Yeah, I'm going to say, um, you told me don't curse, but I'm not going to curse, but Jalen Brunson, <laughs> Julius Randle, Allen Houston, Spike Lee, F all of them, Heat and Five. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Like always, you can follow us on everywhere at HVTW Podcast. Um, check us out on all platforms and make sure y'all subscribe to YouTube channel at Heat vs. the World. And while you're at it, make sure to follow Kevin at Kevo Mufasa 7. That's two O's in Kevin. Um, two O's in Kevo. And then you got Will that's kid underscore clutch 12. Did I say it right? Hey, he remembered it this time. Good job. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, because I was getting nervous for a quick second. I'm like, okay, did I? Is that what it is? So, all right. <laughs> so, okay, so I got that right. Kid underscore clutch 12. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoeKJacob underscore. And like I said, follow us at HVTW Podcast on all of our platforms. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. And make sure y'all check us out at HVTW wordpress.com we always coming up with articles on there from all our contributors so make sure y'all check it out 
And also make sure to check out our other shows like This Came Breakdown and our Dolphins versus the World show if you're into football too. Aside from that, we got so much content heading your way, so stick around and see what we got. But aside from that, it seems like we're ready to wrap it up. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And until next time, y'all, Miami Heat, let's get this win. And hopefully the next time we record in, we're going to be here talking about how the Heat beat the Knicks and how we're getting ready to play either Boston or Philly in the conference finals. Aside from that, hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.